Shalom Ubrach, we are up to Chagigo Daf Yud Gimel. Today's Daf finishes the discussion about the Rakiyos, how tall they are. Then we dive into the Merkava, different elements of the Merkava, and these very, very deep esoteric discussions uh, of learning Soid, what the Chashmal is. We learn about the Kisya Kovit, about the wings of Malachim, and we finish with the famous Nahar Dinar. What is it? Where does it come from? Where does it go? But we begin with the Rachabar Yaakov who tells us that there is another Rakia above the Chayos. He learns this from the Pasuk of the Musa, Chayos, Rakia Ke'in HaKerach HaNoira. He says this is, the, this is the highest point that we're allowed to actually learn about. From beyond this, we don't have the Rishos to talk about it because it says in the Sefer Ben Sira, Al don't try investigating, understanding things that are beyond us because we're going to have to try to bring Mishalim from what we understand to try to associate and understand these topics that are far beyond us and we're going to misinterpret and diminish what we're learning about. Now, Breitza tells us that Rabbi Yechonimen Zakai explained what Hashem answered to the Rosh Nebuchadnezzar when he said, of Adam I'm going to go up and I'm going to be like Hashem. So Abbasco came out and he said, Rosho ben Rosho ben Benoishel Nimrod Rosho. You got more the Gichos, my friend. He got the whole world rebelling. So how long does a human being last? About 70 years. If he makes it big, it's 80 years. So you think you're going to make it to Elyon? From Oretz to Rakia, it takes... 500 years of travel. The thickness of the Rakia itself was another five. And between each Rakia is another 500 years. Now, once you get above the Rakiyos, here you meet the Chayas HaKodesh. Now, the feet of the Chayas HaKodesh are bigger than everything from Oretz to the top of the Rakiyas. So what's that, 2,000 years? The ankles are connected Kulam. The calf of the Chayas is connected Kulam. Their knees are connected Kulam. Their thighs are connected kulam. Their torso is connected kulam. Their necks are connected kulam. Their heads are connected kulam. Their horns are connected kulam. And when you get above all of that, there's the kisya covered. The legs of the kisya covered are connected kulam. The kisya covered itself is connected kulam. And the kel chai vikayom, Rome veniso, sits above that. And you, Nebuchadnezzar, he's telling me, El albamose ov adam el elyoin. Rather, you're going to land up in a pit of doom. Now the Gemara discusses the Merkava, right? Because you're not allowed to learn the Merkava to more than one student. And he has to be... Uh, so who, who, who does this have to be? So first, Rebbechia qualifies this and says, you can't teach it to even one Talmud, but you can give him the Rashi Prakim, give him the bullet points. Rebzeira says you, 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 you only give bullet points to an Av Bezdin or someone who takes it very seriously. Someone say that some some learn that it has to be an Avbezdin who takes it seriously. Rev Ami says that we we only share, we only give over the Sisrei Torah, the hidden aspects of the Torah. If someone has these five things, he has to be a Sarchamishim, Nasu Padim, a Yoyets, a Chacham, a Chacham Charoshim. He gives advice as wise to wise people, and a Novon Lachash. Rav Ami says that we don't give over any different Torah to Goyim. Because the Pasuk says, Lo sechin l'cho Goyim, Mishpatim, Bal Yido Um. Taisus tries to understand why this isn't 
just a, a regular iser of Lifnei Iver. There's a famous, the Amunas Shmuel says about this, that Lifnei Iver is only transgressed by someone who he himself would be usher to do what he caused the other to do. So it's not usher for me to learn Torah, it's just usher for the guy. So according to that, it wouldn't be Lifnei Iver. Rabbi Yechanan told Rabbi Lozer, hey, let's go learn Maisa Merkava. He said, nah, I'm not old enough. And when he finally was old enough, Rabbi Yechanan had passed away. So when Rabbi Asi offered to teach, to learn Maisa Merkava with uh, Rabbi Lozer, he said, you know, if I would have taken the chance, if I would have had the schus, I would have learned it from Rabbi Yechanan and Rabbi. Rabbi Yosef was learning the Maisa Merkava. And the, the elders of Pumpadisa were learning the Maisa Voracious. So Rabbi Yosef made a deal with them. He says, okay, you teach me Maisa Merkava and, and uh, I'll teach you Maisa Merkava, you teach me Maisa Voracious. So after he finished teaching them Maisa Merkava, after they taught him Maisa Voracious, he told them that Maisa Merkava is the vash v'chol of tachas that the sweetest things like honey and milk are under your tongue. This is what Maisa Merkava is, whatever that means. Rabbi Avo learned it differently. He said, kivosim l'vushecho. He's saying that these things should be kept underneath your shirt. They're, they're secrets. They're meant to be kept close to the chest. So they told him, well, at least teach us. We have learned until the Pasuk of Ayyumir Eli Ben Adam. We want to know the rest of it. So Rabbi said, wait, wait, that, that is the main part of Maisa Merkava, that beginning of Echeskel. The Gemara says, where is, uh, how far into Echeskel is the Maisa Merkava? So Rabbi says, it's until the Pasuk of Vo'erub Basra. The last pasuk of the era, reading the first parak of Yecheskel. Ah, uh, Rav Yitzchok says it's up to the pasuk of Chashmal. But until the era is where you can teach Merkava. From then on, you only give the bullet points, the Rashi Prakim. Some say that until the era, they give over Rashi Prakim. And afterwards, if he's a Chacham, he will ruminate and extrapolate the rest by himself. If not, not. The Gemara says, wait, you're allowed to learn about Chashmal? There was a, a child, uh, a, a young Tamachachim, a Yanuka, who was learning about Chashmal and a fire came out and consumed him. No, but that was because he was a Yanuka. Wasn't, he, he wasn't old enough to be learning it yet. Rabbi Huda says that we have to remember Hananya ben Chizkiah letoiv. Because without him, we would have totally lost Sefer Yechezkel. It was, it was the, 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 it's the most hidden part of Taira. He took 300 barrels of oil. He went up to an attic and he was doyish at all to be to allow us to understand it. There's a story about a Tidak who was learning by his Rebbe in Sefer Yecheskel and he was understanding the sugya of Chashmal and the fire of Chashmal came down and burnt him. So they wanted to put away Yecheskel and say like, what? Like this is, the, the Sefer is, is dangerous. So Hanani ben Chizkiah said that look, this is a one-time thing that it's not burning up everybody. Don't put away an entire Sefer. Because of this event. What is Chashmal? Sir Yehuda tells us. It's the Chayos that speak fire. There's a Brisa that tells us that sometimes they talk and sometimes the Chayos are quiet. When the Rebbe Shalom is talking, they're quiet. When the Rebbe Shalom is quiet, they talk. The Pasuk says that the Chayos run back and forth like lightning. What does it mean? Ratzoi Vashov. They're going back and forth. Sir Yehuda says... It's like light that, as a fire that jumps out of a furnace. What's like? What, what does it mean? Like lightning? So he explains it's like if you have two pieces of pottery in the fire, 
um, and the, the flames jump out from between them. The Pasuk says, And so where did this fire go? This spiritual element? The Yehuda says that it came down into the world to capture the world and give it into the hands of Nebuchadnezzar HaRosha. Why? Because we don't want the other nations to say that the Jews fell to a low nation. Nebuchadnezzar was a king, it was a royal empire. HaKadosh Baruch Hu's children deserve to at least be taken down by a worthy by an impressive foe. This Rakadish Baruch who said that the avoidance of Kleisro caused me to enslave my children. To Oivdeva The puzzle also says Rabbi Lazar explains this Pasuk that there's one Malach that stands on the ground Ba'aretz and his head reaches all the way up to the Chayas. If a Brahsa tells us that his name is Sandalfoid. He's 500 years taller than his friends. He stands behind the Merkava and he ties crowns. Taisvis says that he ties crowns out of the tefillahs of Tzadikim. So the Gemara says, wait, wait, wait. No one's allowed by the Kisiyah covered. What's he doing behind the Merkava? So the Gemara says something like he would go in there and leave. Maybe he was allowed in to tie these crowns. I, I don't know. I don't know. Rava says that Yeshaya saw everything that Yechezkel saw, but Yechezkel draws this fantastic picture and explains it with these eloquent, eloquent terms because Yechezkel was not a city boy. He was from a, far from a villager. He was a villager. And when a villager sees a king, he, ha- he has so much more to say about it. He's so, so much more to spoil. Taisa says he has to write every detail so that people at home actually have like, some idea of what he's talking about. But a city boy says a king, and everyone in the city knows what a king is. He doesn't need to write as much. Or maybe he was less nispal because he was numbed to exciting sights, which is a fantastic thing for us to say. I'm talking about the Merkava. But you see, psychologically, that a person can actually numb himself, spoil his exciting palate, to the point where even the Merkava can be numbed. Where Shlokish says that when the Pasuk says, This is a song for the Rabbanu Shalom who is Above everything, everything. What does this mean? The king of the chayas is the lion. The king of animals is the ox. The king of birds is the eagle. The king of humans. Well, the humans are king over all of these species. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu is miskoya on everyone and, every, and everything in the entire world. There's one passage that says that there were faces on the on the Kisya Kavad. It says uh, in one passage that it was a Pnei Adam a lion, and an ox. But there's another Pasuk that says that it was an Adam, a Kruv, another Adam, and an Aryeh. So how come the ox turned into a Kruv, into a carib? Which we'll, we're going to explain in a second. But Shlokar says, the down to and said, how can you have a shor on the Kisya covered? Ein kateger nasa seneger. We had the ox resembles the Egal Hazov. So the Rosham replaced it with a Kruv. What is a Kruv? Ravo says it's the face of a baby. In Baba, they, they called a baby, uh, a child, a Ravya. So a Kruv is a Russian Ravya. Wait, so isn't a Kruv the same thing as an Adam? No, no, no. An Adam is an adult face, and a Kruv is a, a younger child face. Now the Gemara goes on to talk about angel wings. It says there's one Pusik that says that the angels have six wings, and the other one says that they have 
four. So what happened to those two? Well, when the Beis Hamikdash was around, we they had six, but they lost two of them with the korban. The highest were down to four wings. So which two did they lose? Nebuchadnezzar Omar Rav says the two that they sing Shira with. They flap their wings. This is why we 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 bounce up and down with by when we say Kaddish, we're imitating the Malachim, and they they say the Karzel the Omar. But those wings were gone. The Rabbanans say, no, it was the two wings, not that they sing with, the two wings that they cover their foot with. Right? We know the Malachim have one straight foot, Pasuk tells us. And uh, how would we know that if their wings were still covering it? It must be that they lost the, those wings that covered their feet. And that's why Cheskel was able to be made, that they had one foot. Maybe they just weren't covering their foot at that particular moment, but really they had lost their singing wings. So the Gemara says that it's not derech eretz to be in front of a Rebbe and not to cover their leg. To cover their face, it could be they, they uncovered their face, but th- if they had wings to cover their feet, they would have been covering it. The Gemara also says that there's one Pesach that says that there's a thousand, thousand legions of Hashem. There's another Pesach that says that there's no number for the legions of Hashem. So is there a count or not? So we have three Terutzim. Number one is that they were an infinite amount of Malachim Chayas, all these legions up there, when we had the Beis Mikdash. But after the Beis Mikdash was destroyed, Kaviyochol Hashem lessened the amount of the Pamalia Shomala. The second answer that Rebbe gives, in the name of Abayosi Ben Dusoi, is that each platoon, every legional brigade, has a thousand thousands, but there is an unlimited amount of legions. Rabbi Yirmiyah Barabba gives a third answer. He says that there's a thousand thousands that work with the Nahar Dinor, but there's plenty, plenty more that do other things. Where does this river come from? It comes from the sweat of the Chayas. Where does it flow to? So Rav Zutra Bar tells us it flows onto the heads of Rishoyim in Gehenim. Rav Achabar Yaakov learns differently. It says that this actually flows onto the, those who were not released into the world. They were sort of folded up and archived. The Rebbe Shalom created, uh, there's a price that says, if Shimon HaChassid told us that there were 974 generations that Hashem packed away. And He created them before the world, but never put them in. Then Hashem sprinkles some of these neshamas in every generation. And these are the Azeiponim, those brazen ones in our generation because they were designed to go into a world that doesn't have the Torah to soften that Azos. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.